Hello and welcome to Promotion House. Yay! Yay! <laughs> A very special promotion special. I am joined by Danny Williams. No, I mean Bill Long. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Neil Williams, the birthday boy himself, Captain Whitchurch, Mark Griffiths, the, uh, the 98-point season Andy Morrell, Mark right. Griffiths, and our lovely guest from America, Sarah Jane. How is everyone after such a crazy whirlwind of a day? Tired. Well, I resent the implication. Because everyone's been saying, are you sober? Yes. I had, I've had one beer since final whistle till today on Tuesday. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a paragon of virtue. I go to a local pub and then we're lined up on the bar. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> As you saw on my Twitter, I had to clean the pigs out the next day. <laughs> not in a good way. But it was all well worth it. All well worth it. So, Sarah Jane, did you paint the town red? Did you see it? Uh, paint the town Pink. Pink. I don't know. We, had, we went to a couple of spots, two or three places, and had a couple of drinks. And then I was, we don't know. I think it was adrenaline crash. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, I went back to the hotel. So. Wow. And then. The, the adrenaline, it got everyone, didn't it, in, in the end? Yeah. So, Bill, what did you do? Um, if you can remember. I, I didn't drink. I also didn't drink. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, do you know what? I, I, I've. I've not missed a home game this season, but I've missed a few home games, if that makes sense. So um, <laughs> I wanted to remember this one and, and decided not to not to drink. So I did also have an adrenaline dump about half nine, ten o'clock-ish. By the time I'd got into town, we went to the first pub because other people were drinking and I just I sat on the chair and just crashed big time. Just didn't want to move then. <laughs> was it you on the pitch then at the end of the game waving up to us? Yes, you? it was me it on was the pitch. You, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I just want to emphasise as a member of the teaching profession that it may have looked like Bill, but he was not trespassing on the pitch. And, <laughs> uh, right. What with the, other, the bosses listening? Were the uh, other 3,000 people I, I, think, I think once 3,000... Is there like a limit once 3,000 people have entered the pitch and it's classed as a pitch invasion... I don't think it's illegal, is, it? is, that, is that how it works? Is that how the which, law works? Which lawyer told you that? <laughs> <laughs> a, beard, a beard lawyer, I think. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, I didn't drink, but I, I did sit in the back of a boot at three in the morning being driven through town, obviously, yeah. <laughs> back of the boot? Ollie Palmer was in... Yeah. There's a video of Ollie Palmer. <laughs> I wasn't kidnapped. You know, it's not that I'm, you know... <laughs> um, <laughs> bought Rene Higita. The trunk was No, I did do the, the closest thing I've ever done to that sort of thing, and the closest thing I'll ever do to being an Argentinian football fan. <laughs> I, I did because I left the ground at midnight, um, and I drove. I, I drove slowly through the centre of town, one more windows down, and plays. We are the champions and top volume on my on, my, on the, the, the stereo. <laughs> and I have never felt more alive. It's beautiful. <laughs> well, I certainly drunk a lot. To be fair, I was quite hungover. Went to the 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 middle of the town, the high street, and it was just like it was just crazy scenes. People climbing all over people, flares everywhere. People chucking their beers in the air. It was just it was incredible. Incredible. The thing is, it was hard to get a pint. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was that packed. Town was not equipped. What you're describing there, all the flares going off and people celebrating and the 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 widespread celebratory boozing, it reminds me. It's like that tonight in Whitchurch because it's Neil's birthday, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, no, <laughs> in my village, it actually happens. It doesn't happen in Whitchurch at all. So, yeah. Whitchurch's favourite son, his birthday. I'm, yeah, I'm not the son. I was born in Wrexham. 
Yeah, but you're Captain Witcher. Well, I am Captain Witcher. Yes, born Captain in Wrexham, Witcher. made in Witcher. Yeah. Like, like many of our adopted international supporters, you are an adopted Witcherch, aren't you? So. <laughs> yeah. You're like yeah. Paul Mullin as Welsh, like you are from Witcherch. Oh, yeah, I live in England, see, so I, you know, I could be classed as an English supporter. No, well, we don't, we don't no. need to go down that road, do we? You know, it's... Uh, it should be pointed out that Neil has turned up with a Captain Witcher shield today. Where's the captain? Um, which is uh, a beautiful Captain America shield with the Wrexham badge in the middle and Captain Witcher written on it. it which is my son is magnificent. absolutely adore because he loves Captain America and he loves Wrexham, so... It should also be pointed out Neil said beforehand to Che that his son can have it. It wasn't that wasn't yeah. a, a <laughs> land grab by Che live on air to put Neil in a no. tricky situation. No, no. but yeah. But we're going to talk about the game next, and we're going to talk about... Oh, I'm a bit confused. This is a long intro, isn't it? The, the, the emotions we yeah, all went yeah, through during yeah, that yeah, game. Yeah, we're going to talk about the emotions. We're going to talk about Sarah Jane's adventure around Wrexham and North Wales. We're going to talk about what we're looking forward to next season and maybe a little bit about the playoffs and what have you. Who who, who cares? Who knows? This is, long. <laughs> this is just amazing. This is Dragonheart. I'm Luke Young, and this is Dragonheart. Well, big games don't get much bigger than this, especially in this town. You know, and we've been saying that a lot recently. In the next, the last two seasons, it's just been huge game after huge game. But this season in particular, it's just been, it's just been because we, it's been so close, isn't it, for so long? It's been so close for so long. Promotion, Bill. How big of an occasion was this pre-game for you? Um, I think, uh, on reflection, the more I've thought about it, the closest thing to it really has been the Boston game. Yeah. Um, just in terms of, we, we've had big games, you know, like the, the the Newport in the playoffs when we lost. Um, that was that was as big in terms of scale and importance, but the closest feeling thing was the Boston game, and it, it's funny, like. Pr- Hopefully you never have to experience relegation as a Wrexham fan, Sarah Jane. You know, maybe that. Hopefully that's <laughs> never going to be a problem. But the promotion and relegation, especially promotion from this division, are really, really similar. You feel stressed. You feel tired. You just want the season to be over with. On it, honestly, I've not. In a lot of ways, I've not really enjoyed this season. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know about how you lot have felt. I have, but it, yeah, there's been times when it's just like half nine on a Tuesday and. We've not got a game until the Saturday, and I'm just sitting there thinking, oh, what tactics is Parky going to play? Is, <laughs> is, 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 is Dalby going to start? Is, is Palmer playing? What you know? Who's going to play at left back? And hopefully next season it, we won't have to care so much. But yeah, that that whole build up, the jitters, and everyone's sort of like that that mm. knot that you had in your stomach, and but also at the same time everyone's bouncing. The town was full, atmosphere was was incredible, and. I think that the sense of relief after the game was very similar to the Boston mm. match. That's the closest I can sort of come come to with it, really. But Sarah Jane, as a an American fan coming over, how did you spend your pre-game? Because it, it, it's like this is such a huge occasion. I just want to know how an international fan spends a game a pre-game in Wrexham. Well, the for the Yeovil match, uh, <laughs> I got into the hotel five minutes before kickoff. From the airport, it was a long adventure of, <laughs> of being lost in the underground and and uh, delayed trains. Oh, and, no. welcome, yeah. welcome to the UK. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, I was the um, Denise was lovely enough to give me a ticket. Um, 
she was like, I'm in the parking lot. I'm like, I'm still checking in. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, before the match, it was really intense just traveling. So I celebrated by just making it, <laughs> being here. So, yeah. How did you find the atmosphere? Do you, have you ever experienced that kind of atmosphere and adrenaline rush from a huge number of fans as you did at Wrexham on, on Saturday? I have been around it, but I've never been a part of it. So uh, I, where I grew up in Eugene, in Oregon, it's a college town. So there's just a ton of sports for every sport. Um, and so uh, I, you know, there would be big crowds and we would win some, you know, bowl game or some competition. You can tell I don't watch sports very often. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, people celebrating the street and running up and down. And I'm like, because eh, I was more into the music scene and yeah. we, you know didn't freak out like that <laughs> so um but being here i i didn't imagine that i was just be screaming at the top of my lungs at the pitch when there was like you know um and especially the boreham wood game every time the ball would get close to foster all i could think was get it out of there get it out of there over and over and the, the guy next to me kept kind of looking at me and i'm like i know i know these are english terms but it's the only thing i know to yell <laughs> get out of there sounds about right to me yeah. so yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah. get it out of there so just just while we're on this so what's really attracted you to Wrexham then um obviously the documentary was such a huge thing in the states but you know for you, it's one thing liking the team and watching it at home but there's, there's a real another thing which really impressed me with these fans from around the globe actually flying over here to catch games. You must feel quite passionately about the club then. Well, it's kind of twofold. Um, I watched the documentary and it was interesting. And then I watched, uh, I think, one of the FA Cup games was on ESPN. So I watched that. Um and then I rewatched the documentary because I watched it first and I was like, okay, I understand all the community stuff, but I don't understand the, the game. So I watched a couple of games and I was like, okay, now I got to go back to here. And then it finally kind of started matching up the players like with the documentary and then seeing them on the pitch and knowing what positions they played. And then, you know, so that was really what connected it for me. Where as you know, in the past sports I've been, exposed to i'm like there's a bunch of people chasing a ball down there like i don't there was no connection to it mm -hmm. so really in the documentary a lot of it was that like personal storytelling of the background of the players and um where where i grew up um there was a large group of us that were really heavily community involved mostly in the music scene and supporting bands coming through and touring um and the community of Wrexham like the outreach and the charity work and like the inclusiveness of the club was something that drew me in is that I could really identify with um I also grew up working class and working class town and uh the high school I went to at least um the it's it was for people who are well off to do sports and I didn't identify with the rich kids playing around with sports so coming to Wrexham I'm like oh I have an in because I identify with like the people watching the matches I identify with like the players and the struggles of what they're trying to do on and off the pitch and the community work like I don't know there was a lot of different things that kind of clicked for me that's just it's just amazing isn't it, it, it amazing. yeah like having a, just an American person just coming to the town five ten years ago was like a big thing wasn't it it's like wow 
and, and, and now it still is a huge thing, but they're coming over to watch the football. And it's just, usually it'd just be someone passing by, wouldn't it? But it's someone who's so invested in us and coming to see us, Mark. It's just outstanding, isn't it? I'll, I'll interrupt before Mark starts. Sorry, I remember watching Soccer AM about 10 years ago and they, you know, they, they go to towns and they just interview people in the streets talking about football or whatever. And they came across some couple from Berry and they were like, oh, why are you in Wrexham? They're like, oh, we come on holiday. And everyone in the studio laughed and it was... It was like a big joke, and now it's like doesn't seem unreasonable for somebody to come on holiday to, yeah, to Wrexham yeah, yeah. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, who's laughing now? Soccer AM. Yeah. The yeah. presenters <laughs> then are unemployed, <laughs> and we are here at our peak. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I can't help thinking it was so evocative what you said there, and then yeah. well, the way you summed it up and you put it across to me. Oh, obviously Bill interrupted it. But I just loved the fact that you were saying about like how how things have changed. Yeah. Because until, what, two years ago, if a foreign fan from anywhere yeah. came to watch the game, there'd be a thing in the programme about them. There'd often be something in the local paper. Um, you know, th- it would be a big deal. Whereas now, it, it's, it's, it's so... It's an everyday occurrence, isn't it? It's, it's just, yeah, it, it's just astonishing, you know. It really is. And, and the other little thing, which I, 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 I'm reluctant to say in some ways, because it's going to sound... A, it could sound wrong, but I, I've been uh, at games, I'd say, well, I mean, the, the most obvious example, going to Old Trafford, watch a Man United play. Yeah. And the international fans are tourists, you know? Yeah. They're not properly watching the game. They're taking photos of the big stadium. They're taking photos of the famous players when they come near them. They're not really engaged in the game. It's a tourist experience. Much like it would be if we went to watch the basketball in America, to be to be fair. Yes, yeah, so I'm, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not yeah, trying yeah. to criticise them, but what I am saying is, is no, no fan is coming to a Wrexham game and doing that. Um, and, and I don't mind, obviously it's fine to take photos and it's wonderful and it's, it's, you know, it's memories. But, but they are, yeah, yeah. But, um, but the, 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 fa- the fans are coming, like you said, to will the ball out of the net when the other team attacks, to go nuts when we attack. That's exactly what's happening. You know, and, and I love that as well. It's not a tourism thing. It's a support thing. Uh, it's wonderful. I'm really, uh, I do a lot of photography. Um, and I thought, you know, I was like, I'll make sure my phone is close by because I'm going to take pictures. And then I was looking back and I'm like, okay, I have kickoff. Yeah. And then I have final whistle. Like, <laughs> I don't have anything yeah, in between because yeah. it's just yeah. so invested and so engaged. And, and I should emphasize as well that uh, there's nothing wrong with taking pictures during a game. No. And I've had we've had American fans talk to us and and say they, they're a little worried by that. And I said, no, no, enjoy it. You, you, you've come to the game; it's a big deal. When I've gone to games, uh, international matches in other countries, I'll, I'll take plenty of photos. Yes, yeah, yeah. memories. You know, yeah. it's memories, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But you still, the thing is, are you just ignoring a game when you're doing that? Yeah. Not, not here. The, the fans who come here are not ignoring that game. They're 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 there for the game, and yeah. the pictures are just memories of it. I was sucked in, exactly. And I think that's what's happened to a lot of the overseas fans have been sucked in by the story, the passion of the fans that's here at Wrexham, you know, the history of the club, what the club's gone through, nearly going out of business and and been extinct. I think that's been a great draw to the American audience out there, and the majority of the American audience here. Yeah. I think the next docu-series, which comes out late in the year, will even draw. You know, you couldn't have written a better Hollywood ending than this season, and, and that'll draw... <laughs> I dread to think how many more is going to be drawn in by that series when it comes out later in the year. Just as Michael Corleone said, 
just when I thought I was out, <laughs> they sucked me back in. And he was actually talking about Macclesfield Town. <laughs> Very few people realised it. <laughs> well, shall we talk about the game then, Bill, to start off with? Couldn't have started any worse, could it? Let's be fair. Uh, ball over the top, terrible defending, and a top striker in, in Lovu chipping Foster. It was quite surreal, wasn't it, that moment, I think? Yeah, it really was. It, it, it's funny how this game mirrored a lot of the other big games this season in that there was the, the opposition went ahead. It happened with Sheffield United as well, and yeah. Notts County went ahead. I know it was a lot later on in the half, but the and we scored three goals in, in all, all three of those games as well, didn't we? It's it's there's 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 a lot of symmetry to our season somehow and when that goal went in, usually I wouldn't be worried, but there's just that nagging feeling in such a big important game you think, oh it felt like before the game that the crowd thought we'd already won it <laughs> in a in a in a way. Um, not you know I was part of that so I'm not criticizing anybody but I, I there was a moment when the noise was really loud before the start of the game and I thought oh we we get a bit of edit <laughs> I'd not been nervous all week I'd been really really calm all week and then when that started happening I'm like oh this is a little bit like we've we've uh, we think we've won already but um it, it was a it was a goal that we've not seen many defensive errors like that this season um a bit of confusion between the center backs and Foster's caught out and there's not really a lot you could do about it Mark no. was there Oh no, Foster's got no chance, has he really? Tozer's let and Lovu get past him, um, which is unlike him. Didn't, he? didn't right? Connell slip over as well? Well, yeah. no, I think I, the way I look at it was that Tozer's, I mean, very unusually for him, ball watching a bit, mm-hmm. and so and Lovu's run off him, and he shouldn't be allowed that. I think he thinks he can pass him on to O'Connell, but O'Connell's not as close as he thinks. And then I, th- I'm not so, I don't think he slipped. I think what happened was that O'Connell thought he could reach that on full stretch and make an interception, okay, yeah. and he was wrong. And so it looks bad because he's lunged in like that and, and missed the ball. But And yeah, I mean, uh, with the benefit of hindsight, if he's stayed on his feet, he wouldn't have beaten a level to it. He wouldn't have cleared the ball, but he would have forced him wide and it would be a difficult shot to take on. But it all happens in an instant, and there and and you know decisions actually made in split seconds, and they both made the wrong decision. Didn't to they, be really? fair, and Lovu's one of the top strikers in the league as well. He played really well. I thought that day very physical. You know, caused our defenders lots of problems. But I was gutted at the time. But looking back, Neil, the atmosphere really carried the, the players through, and I think we re- truly were the twelfth man that day. I, I kept hearing before the game, you know that. Bournemouth are the tightest defence in the league. You know, they conceded the least goals in our league. And I thought, oh, they scored. Is this not going to be our day? Then, uh, And the crowd did go deathly silent when they scored. But then the crowd really got behind the team again. And, you know, we haven't lost at home all season. And you just took that little bit of faith that the players are going to dig in deep, go up a gear. And, and that's what's happened in every game, you know, this year. If we go behind, it doesn't really matter at the moment. We'd... We're not worried that the opposition is going to sneak a one 0 win. We we know we've got that extra quality out there in the pitch to, you know, to score at least one goal. But more, more often than not, it, you know, it's multiple goals that we score and and three quality goals. You know, I mean, it was only what forty minutes when Barnett made a, a run down the wing and he's he's been a sensational signing. Where I know he come from Solly Hall, but I'd never heard of the guy before and. He is such a good player. He's a player that takes on the defence and he sweet ball into the box. And, you know, to be fair, um, Bournemouth didn't 
It was awful. Pick, didn't pick up Lee at all, yeah. and Lee had a free header to make it one-one, which shortest, half man. <laughs> shortest man on the pitch to go and get yeah. header at the back stick. You've got to ask questions of your defence there, haven't you? Definitely so. I mean, for me, so. I mean, yeah, Neil, you're right. They got the best defence on in the division on the day. I could not yeah. believe that was the best defence in the division. They're, they were amateurish, I thought. I think, to be fair, because we were, we were really asking questions of them. Yeah. But, I mean, that goal, it really... I mean, for me, OK, far be it for me to call somebody out in public, um, but Sousa, their right wing-back, had the, the biggest nightmare of all time. And yeah. <laughs> both wing-backs struggled, and our wing-backs completely dominated them. Yeah, yeah. But if you look at that goal again... Um, Agbonto Homer is the right-sided centre-back and he sees Lee coming but he's picked up inside and so he turns around and he says to Sousa he's coming and Sousa completely ignores him and he just runs in and scores and it's but, just like what the heck are you doing the guy's screaming at you just, look, look at him look at him and Sousa's marking nobody he's just standing there going oh it's, it's a big crowd isn't it I, yeah, <laughs> I, I think goals like that don't happen if that wasn't boring word where the atmosphere is mm, not as maybe so. fiery and yeah. like they looked very unorganised yeah. compared to what they usually look like and what they look like when we played in previous season because yeah. it was such a huge occasion and the atmosphere was electric. Sarah Jane, how did you find the electric uh, the electric atmosphere in the ground? How did you find it? Uh, I mean, it was really intense. Yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And not knowing, you know, there's kind of a a general. I don't know, in the Twitter world, you know, people, oh, these, these, you know, people come over and they like pretend they know the chance. And then and I was like, but I want to know them. I want to yeah, be a part. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, and then I'm, should I be embarrassed? I'm asking like, what are the lyrics to this chant? <laughs> like, what are the words to this? And, um, but it was just like so exciting to be a part of it. And um, I don't know, maybe it sounds cheesy, but to hear my voice, like blend into the rest mm. of the crowd mm-hmm. and not yeah. stick out weird. And I was like, I'm, you know, I'm a part of it. It yeah. really, it really felt great. Did you feel that explosion ex- of excitement when Wrexham equalized on my first goal? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that is such a yeah. wonderful, wonderful feeling, especially when it was such an important match for us. Yeah. I had um, kind of a, polar opposites uh, people sitting next to me I had like a 10 year old girl on one side Mm -hmm. um, and then I had this uh, gentleman on the other side that had just like stone cold eyes and dead face and his you know arms under the hands under the armpits Mm -hmm. and you know I tried to give him like hey and I just got the Blank stare. <laughs> like he was so, yeah, yeah. He was so wound tight. Um, and then as the you know match started carrying on, we had a little eye contact. You know, he was like, okay, nod his head a little bit. You know, a little of the chant. He started to kind of wind down. So I don't know. It felt nice to be a part of this. Like I don't know the youthful excitement. And then I was like, oh, I here's that experience that I don't identify with. But I hear about it, and it was nice to kind of feel that personally. You know. But you'll find yeah. that a lot with fans. They'll be so anxious that they, they can't get yeah. involved. Yeah. You know, they, they're so worried about what's going on on the pitch. Yeah. And, and you get supporters like that. I, I, had, I, was, I was very briefly on BT Sports in one of the crowd shots, and <laughs> every, everyone was saying, bloody hell, Bill, you look miserable. I was like, I wasn't miserable. I was just that. Tight, like yeah. say that tight, tightly wound that I'm just like staring onto the pitch. My mum, mum's next to me singing, and I'm just like muttering, muttering the songs to myself, but arms crossed, really like just focused, focused because yeah. I was that anxious about the game that you just, I, I, I don't know. I think 
you just you just kind of freeze up almost. You you just so I was so laser focused on the pitch. I just couldn't couldn't interact with anyone. That was just, that was that was it. Even my mummy was trying to talk to me. I was like, nope, nope. I'm yes, watching yeah, the game. To be fair, sometimes <laughs> it's not people being rude. It's just that. So Jane, that was the not a run of the mill Wrexham game. That was it. That was. Yeah. It doesn't really get Pressure. any. It doesn't get any more intense. The you know the stakes don't get higher, and you, we don't usually play teams that that are that good as well, which makes it even you know crazier. But come on, let's skip all the way to the second half. The first half finished, didn't it? And a bit boring the first half in a lot of ways, wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't boring, but I felt like Bournemouth actually had the better half, and they were probably the happier side going into the second half. But come on, we need to skip straight to that second goal because <laughs> come on, Bill, that's that's up there with the most iconic Wrexham goals. It was so well, well struck. It was it, we had the perfect angle, didn't we? Oh, it was you beautiful. Guys on yeah. Moment he hits it, he just that's it. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I love Paul Mullin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I love yeah. Paul Mullin. I, I, you understand? <laughs> I, I, I tried not to fall in love with him because usually when you're a Wrexham fan, if you fall in love with a player, they're gone in the summer. And you know he, he's that good. He's that good that it's not saying that it, it's not going to happen now. But he's done the business for us, and I, I love that man. I love him. Amazing. That 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 goal would have been would Premiership. Yeah, it would it would be it would be in goal of the month in the Premier League. That would both his goals. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, Neil, he is the definition of a big game player, isn't he? You know, most big games this season, not all. He has come out and he is just he, he creates goals for himself, yeah. and that's what the defence worry about. He, he's not one. He's not the Langstaff that sits in the box waiting for the ball to come to his feet. He will create his own goals. I mean, he was on the touchline when he picked that ball up. Skinned a defender, came in, <laughs> other defender didn't know what to do with him, going left, going right, wham, back in there before you knew it. And he's, he's got such a talent. And, you know, I think a lot of people are saying that there's been no pressure, but he said in his interview that, you know, he felt very pressured because it's such a big game yeah. for him to score, you know, and I'm sure it was. Because at the end of the game, I mean, I'm skipping even further ahead, at the end of the game, all the, all the players were going around the pitch on their own. There was Mullin on his own, you know. I think he was yeah. just soaking it all in and absorbing it and realising what has actually happened. And I think, to a degree, I I haven't absorbed it all in yet. And I think, mm. God, it's not really sunk into me that we're in the <laughs> League 2 next year. But Mullin, you know, he's worth every penny that we paid for him and his wages. Yeah, um, <laughs> He's probably worth double what we paid he for is, him, isn't he? You know, he He's a championship player at the, you know, at the well, least. I, I'm, yeah. I, and I'm sorry for all to, to all Newport, Swansea and Cardiff fans that I'm going to yeah, yeah. upset right now, but he's good enough for Wales. You know, he's a big game player. Wales need, now they haven't got Bale, they need big game players. I'm not saying he's, I'm not comparing him to Bale, not, you know. But you could. But you no, could. No, no, he With couldn't. his skill set, out, not from free oh. kicks, but for his skill set outside the box. Yeah, but, yeah. No, this, mm, I, I mean, this is a Champions League <laughs> winner, this is, you know. Yeah. This is, oh, I know. But, but someone who rises to the occasion, won't probably won't play as well as Bale, don't get me wrong, but someone who is up for the challenge, Mark. Yeah. I, I, Rob Page has got to be looking at him, isn't he? Surely to oh, God. Undoubtedly, he must be, mustn't he? I, yeah. I, I understand both sides of the argument yeah. with, with Mullen and playing for Wales. He, you know, he's only succeeded at the fourth and fifth tiers of football, although I agree his actual qualities are much higher than that. Um, and I, I strongly suspect that once he's playing in the Football League next season and enjoying success, that Page may be tempted to, to put him in. 
there's there's rumours that there's going to be a camp this summer, isn't there? A Wales right. camp with it with I think there's some friendlies in June. Gonna but it's going to Gibraltar, be, I think. Gibraltar's in, in October, which ra- which is the in the race course, course, which would make sense for a yeah, mulling yeah, debut yeah. if it's a friendly. But we don't know that. Nation. Obviously, no, it, it's been it's been confirmed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be awesome, man. If Dave Artel coming back, oh yeah. But I I I could be wrong, and it might just be rumours. But I'm sure I've seen on Twitter that the the camp in June for the friendlies or the Nations League or whatever it is, is going to be, they're obviously going to have their 23 or 26 that they're allowed to take for these games, but it's going to be an extended camp where other players that are on the fringes are going to be invited to come and take part in in training and be involved in the in the Wales setup. So I, I Wales don't have many strikers to choose from, and I can't see why Mullin wouldn't make an extended Wales squad. I suspect he won't be available then, though, will he? Because he's carried an injury for quite a while. Right. So I think the priority is going to be they need to get him right for next season and and for the pre-season. Well, and if we, I don't think he'll be available. That's that. No, that's that's true, and that's fair. But then I suppose Gibraltar. The likelihood of Gibraltar at the racecourse is probably going to be a B team, isn't it? It's not going to be all. You you couldn't you couldn't see Aaron Ramsey playing in October against them in a in a friendly. So. Maybe that's the the squad for the likes of Mullin to have a bit of a, an opportunity to to see some Welsh action. True. Yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely. It seems like yeah. the perfect setup if you're like bringing the game, they're bringing yeah. the match to the race course where it's like yeah. his pitch to he would should be able to be available to yeah you know, definitely knock the, a few in. The, the last time Wales players. Uh, Wrexham players played for Wales was in that scenario, wasn't it? There was a yes. friendly at the race yeah. course and Chris Llewellyn yeah. and um, Mark Jones. Mark Jones got an opportunity to play, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. So it makes sense, even if it's as a substitute. Because I mean, Gibraltar. Um, I, I was about to say no disrespect, but whenever someone says no disrespect, they That's mean fair. disrespect. Yeah. <laughs> so with, with all appropriate disrespects, Gibraltar aren't very good. So you know, you're right. Yeah. That'll be a, a, probably a, some squad players and a chance for someone like Mullins to you know just just. Assimilates more than sure he's got. Yeah, because you'd expect us to score goals past Gibraltar. And, and who yeah. knows? We might sign some Welsh internationals in the summer. But Brian Flynn, <laughs> <laughs> he, he was there on Saturday. I didn't Which realize that when I was leaving. Stevie yeah. Evans, he was coming out the tunnel. Stevie I? Evans, Stevie Evans. Hey, congratulations back. to Stevie Evans on his success with Colin Bay as well. Yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. The second goal by Mullin. Um, I think, firstly, you know, you're saying about the first goal being iconic. I feel like the set together are iconic in that, you know, you've got a great right-footed finish, you've got a great left-footed finish, um, which is, uh, you know, what we've seen all season. That technically, he's very, very good, and he's, you can, you know, show him either side if you want to, but he's going he's gonna to destroy you. But, I mean, I think it was the other thing which I felt made Boreham Woods' defence look really disorganised was illustrated nicely in there, that... Will Evans is a solid lower division, big lump centre back. You know, he, he can he'll win headers, he'll he'll win physical battles, he'll boot the ball away, he'll win tackles. You know, no frills, but he's very effective. Yeah. But what about three seasons ago when he was playing for Chesterfield? Um, we the game that we lost three two, he got absolutely destroyed for pace, and they took him off at half time. Um, and I, that's always stuck in my head. That and s- subsequently he's played pretty well against us. But he played so deep that it was like the 70s. It was like, you know, a sweeper. I've never seen, you know, it's a long time since I've seen one centre-back drop off like that. It's because he was scared of Mullen. He knew if he stepped up, Mullen's gone. Mullen would be straight past him. Um, And I just thought that led to the disorganisation you were talking about, Jay, because modern-day three-man defence 
they'll be pretty tight, pretty compact. You won't have much depth in them. But he was playing sweeper because he was frightened. And then Bosch was frightened, and that mistake, let's be honest, that goal comes about initially because Bush, the left-sided centre-back, attempts to attack a ball that he can't reach. And, and that's, that's not O'Connell misjudging us. That's a sheer desperation because he knows that if he can't intercept that, then the ball's going to come to Mullen. And even though he's up against a big monster, Mullen's strong enough in those situations, he'll consistently just back in, spin, and he's gone. And I just think one of the things Mullen maybe doesn't get as much credit for, understandably, because he does the sensational thing so well, we all look at that, is that he's a proper target man. He's only he's the only little, really, for, for a player in that sort of role. Mm-hmm. But big centre-backs struggle to deal with him in the air because even if he can't win it, he'll, he'll be backing into them, he'll be... They can't get off the ground. He'll be doing that thing where he'll run across them and jump and sort of nick it off them or at least give them a big issue. And he he absolutely had Evans where he wants to be. And that's why Bush made the stupid mistake of attacking it and missing it because he's looking at Will Evans and he's thinking, well, he's not going to stop Mullen. I'm going to have to try and do something. It was just a glorious example of he was too good for their defenders. And so in the end, they start making stupid decisions because they're trying to do something out of the ordinary to stop the inevitable. And they failed. Yeah, it was a nice comment that the Bourne Wood manager made about that they'd been mullied, mullied by, by a <laughs> <laughs> And then um, oh, Ryan Reynolds then said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind being mullied. Neil lowering the tone again. No, yeah. no, that's exactly what Ryan Reynolds said. Live on BT Sports. <laughs> 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 I want to say to that. Oh, I don't know what Bowling means, but that's, <laughs> that's what he said. It should Which be epitomizes, you know, the skill that Moan's got, you know, that they were so appreciative of what he'd done, you know. I mean, for their manager to come out and say, you know, he, he was a great player. And Ryan Reynolds agreeing with him, basically. It shows the profile he's got that Mullin is, has become an innuendo. Isn't it? Mullin is a new word for us, guys. Yeah. They've been <laughs> mullined. <laughs> so, well, yeah, I mean, Mullin is the love of my life, I think. So, you know, sorry, Joe, sat at home listening to, to <laughs> <laughs> Dragon Art. If she is, pro- probably isn't. Uh, <laughs> definitely isn't. <laughs> definitely isn't. <laughs> And after that point, I don't think we were, bothered, we were troubled throughout the game, were we? Nah, no, no. I mean, that was it then. Was third it goal went off. in, I can't remember, was it 70-odd minutes? 72nd. Yeah. Oh, we were comfortable, we saw the game out. And I think another part of that disintegration of their defence was, I mean, fair play to Dolby. Um, he dominated them in the air, and, and yeah. they are three big centre-backs who normally would be the dominant force in the air, and he just doesn't stop. And he's working them all the time, you know, the, grinding them down. Him and Mullin up front. As you say, I mean, Mullin with his, the way he backs into plays, and and it's it's become like his own little movements, isn't it? Mm. You're back in, and he'll just spin off them. Because he'll he'll put them off balance, the ball will go over his head, and he'll just spin off them, and he does that so many times. It's that could be what Mullin means. (laughs) (laughs) Let's hope so. As we were before the watershed. Um, (laughs) I just say, not stylistically, but in terms of. The sort of the benefits of their combination, they remind me of um, Steve Walken and Gary Bennett. And you've got one person who scores a lot more than the other, but the hard work of the other facilitates the goal scoring, if you will. You know, Dolby's doing his best, even if he doesn't get in the score sheet. Although, to be fair, he did put the ball in the net and it was disallowed for an offside decision, which was definitely wrong. But nonetheless, you know, 
Yeah. He does such hard work. He's chasing he yeah. all the time. He's quick. He's got real all-round ability. And he gets back to defend as well. Yeah, a lot. yeah. yeah. No, he's, he's developed magnificently this season. The scary thing about Dalby is how young he is as well. Yeah. He could be a really top player for us. And I think that's what we have done so successfully as a club we have bought, as well as superstars like Ben Foster, etc. We've brought a good mix of... Um, People have a lot of experience and people for the future, haven't we, Bill? Yeah. Um, you look at you look at Dalby and uh, Bryce Rosano, who maybe hasn't quite had the game time this season he wanted, but that that signing was made with that in mind, wasn't yeah. it? Um, Ryan Barnett's only twenty four, is he? I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. He's not. He's not really old anyway. He's no. coming into his prime now, isn't he? So, you know, these these are players that that have a have a future, and of course, as the likes of of Jordan Davis, and Max Kluwer, who've come through. Our setup, and I know we had to re-sign Jordan Davis, but you know these are young lads that that potentially could be with Wrexham all the way up to the Premier League. Yay! <laughs> baby steps, baby yeah. steps. <laughs> Let's but, win League Two first, shall we? Yeah, exactly. We, we, I think we may have to actually. Yeah, to be fair, to, yeah. <laughs> so, um, they, yeah, not really much happened after that. We were just the better, more they were the more superb side. So, Sarah Jane, when the final whistle blew and everyone ran on the pitch, did you stay in your seat or did you? <laughs> uh, I I could just feel around me, like, the people were kind of letting out the, the tension slowly. And at the same time, I don't know, you just feel the, the, the joy kind of bubbling up and the tension relaxing. Um and then I thought, I gotta, this is when I gotta get my camera out. And I, you know, and I, I, uh, maybe about three, four seconds before the final whistle, caught the final whistle, and then everybody just invading the pitch. And, <laughs> uh, and I wanted to go down, but at the same time, I don't know, I just really enjoyed, like, seeing the... Scenes on the pitch. Yeah, and just seeing that, like, the flood of relief, you know, seeing, like, people in the stand just kind of melting into their seats and the the little girl and her mom that were sitting next to me had a banner had a flag and they went ran down to the pitch and you know they were really excited so I don't know it's you know I see and hear people talk about the anguish Mm -hmm. and I came in on you know the uplift so everything seems really positive to me (laughs) (laughs) which I know is is uh, not necessarily good for me to feel confident about but <laughs> but uh but it was nice just to kind of take it in from above and see and also I felt like um you know there's that like because there's that dedication of fans that have been through so much and everybody running out I felt like it would have been a barrier what I would have kind of pushed into tour- tourist territory just because there was so much like catharsis and relief Mm. for people being down there and so much pride and passion and it wasn't that I didn't feel that but I was just like so happy to be a part of it I didn't necessarily feel the need to like I don't know run down and it almost felt like I would be trying to prove a point or something I was it was nice to watch everybody else I think the fact that you're saying that I really appreciate that you know that you're really thinking about the (coughs) local fans and I think that's as Mark said, talking about people watching Man United, Americans coming over, just going for the day out, the fact that the American fans and the other international fans who come in to watch Wrexham, they genuinely care about the community and the, the club, you know, with the, the online buckets we've, <laughs> bucket, yeah, buckets we've yeah. done and things like that. It, 
it's really appreciative and it was the same with Ran and Anna as well when they come over, how much they really appreciated the, you know, the locals because it goes a long way, doesn't it, Neil? Oh, it certainly does. I mean, we've met, I've met a few Americans here and, and, and Canadians over here and, and they, they love the place. They love Wrexham. They love the people, you know, and I think the majority, I would say, the people of Wrexham have basically put their arms around these people who've come into the club and welcomed them with wo- lo- you know, with w- open arms. Um, because however you become a football fan, whether it be through parentage or you just, like Sarah Jane, has got drawn in by a documentary and the, and the story of Wrexham, we're all in that same camp at the end of the day. We're all Wrexham fans. And for me, these the foreign fans we've got, they're just as important as the fans have been here, you know, 50, 50 years. We're all fans at the end of the day. It doesn't matter how you start to become a, a football fan of any club. Um, I'm just so glad we've got so many fans all over the world now following Wrexham, and Wrexham have got to where they have wanted to be for 15 years now, back to the Football League. We've got that look to look forward to next year. And the interaction with the, you know, the overseas fans has been fantastic as well during while we've been commentating on the games and it's enlightened us on, on you know, what Wrexham has, has meant to them and how they you know, feel so involved and loved by us, the Wrexham people. And I think it's been a great story. And I think maybe the documentary should be touching on that as well, of how we've brought the story to the, the international fans through our commentary through Wrexham Football Club. <laughs> yeah. Neil's getting ahead of himself That was just such a, a beautiful speech and I Until didn't I want to, to say anything at the end and then it turned out to be self-serving. <laughs> <laughs> How shocking was that? Neil! It was a beautiful was speech. Beautiful. It, was like, it was just like, we're so great because... It wasn't yeah. so great. It's heartbreaking, that was. It was just, it was amazing. I've not felt, you know, so emotional since Macaulay Culkin got attacked by those wasps at the end of that awful film he made that ended his career. But then, I don't know what and then suddenly, bang, but uh, we should be on the telly ball. No, I didn't say that. Welcome, you're watching a live Matt Griffiths v Neil Williams. It's not me, me and Shay. Yeah. It's not me, me and oh, no, Shay. It's been you two more recently, <laughs> yeah, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. Mark's just uh, trying to get my back up. So. <laughs> <laughs> he knows me too well. Um, I, I just think that the, the, um, the fact that you considered not going on the pitch because you, because of what you just said is exactly why you are fully qualified to go on that pitch yeah. because yes. you are a Wrexham fan and Neil's exactly right. It doesn't matter how long or how you get into it. Um, very, 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 very few people would begrudge our new fans anything. Um, and no. it's only because social media naturally can exaggerate one or two voices that, you, that you, on both sides gets conscious of any notion like that, but there was no jealousy or concern yeah. or anything like that. I mean, let, let, let's be let's be hard-headed about this. If if we fail to attract new fans from around the world into the club, we don't grow. Uh, it doesn't. Yeah, we don't grow. We stay in the national league, or we wither and drop back down to the national league. This club had to be transformed. How? By drawing new people in, and that's how businesses thrive. Exactly. I think, yeah. I think part business. of it. Sorry. I think part of it for me, though, um, is also having awareness of 
the reputation of um, tourism from tourists from the United States don't have the best reputation for um, being, uh, I don't know, respectful of cultures that they go visit. Uh, and we, so, as Brits, we yeah. have that. We're, we're just as bad. We go <laughs> oh, to Spain and yeah. wreck the place. So. Yeah. Amsterdam, <laughs> Amsterdam just put that statement out that they're basically saying, like, please behave yourself when you come to our town. Uh, yeah, yeah it doesn't, doesn't surprise me. Yeah. So <laughs> I just, I, you know, when I've traveled before, I always try to kind of keep that in mm. mind that uh, I don't want to be that. Was it the plonker? Blonker, yeah. right, that's right. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to be that person that yeah. that is, you know, acting a fool and and isn't aware of like, you know, who I'm impacting, not just like how, what I'm feeling, but I'm impacting other people and their experience if I'm, you know, running around. I think, uh, you know, from music to, uh, you know, when people go to a show, you're really invested in watching and like feeling the music, like you can physically feel the music from how loud it is. And then when there's somebody walking around with a camera and, you know, blocking your view and you, it, it yeah, pulls yeah. you out of it. And I just didn't want to pull anybody out of the experience. I really wanted people to be able to soak it up. It's, 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 uh, you know, it's, that is really appreciated. You'd have been welcome on the pitch. And, you know, when we when we get promoted from League Two to League One, <laughs> make sure you get on the pitch to experience <laughs> it. But, you know, you... I, I can appreciate that. I think if I was in your position, I think I'd probably feel the same as well, to be fair. It's... it's well, it's only you know. my second match that I've gone to as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I want to be conscious of, like, I understand, you know, there's, like, the understanding in the giveaway game. There's, like, one of the stewards is, like, yeah, I'm not stopping anybody. On, you know, for <laughs> like, people want to go out. I just, you know. but uh, Let's look at M-Sacks now. Come on. I didn't say who it was. I didn't say it was Barry. You could tell from what you said. Not what section he's in. But, yeah, I just, uh, you know, I still want to be mindful of, like, be appropriate behavior at the you know at the mm-hmm. match and stuff and yeah. I, I really appreciate that honestly I love it, it. Goes a long way. Well, I don't want to I mean, make a fool of myself either, but next you know? time get on the pitch okay. yeah, yeah. Get on the all right yeah. I should imagine like 50 percent of those people on the pitch may have been new fans that's come on board yeah. in the last couple of years anyway from, from the town from the yeah. town from oh, the town yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I think as well, you know, that you're saying about reputation of American tourists. Well, I, my response to that, if I'm honest, is that um, all stereotypes are, are wrong and are prejudiced. Uh, you know, when people say, look, there's going to be, as Bill said, there's going to be people from every country who will let the, yeah. the side down. There are Wrexham fans who let us down. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that happens in all Everywhere. walks of society. And the vast majority of people are always fantastic yeah. and my experience of um, american people from going to america from meeting american people from now fans coming over is um they're great you know yeah. everyone's got a small percentage of idiots and, and we mustn't be fooled into thinking that represents anything don't we i have a question for all of you guys uh, on the long that line those lines um they're because of the element of celebrity and deadpool which is you know kind of now marvel and uh this kind of comical you know they're both uh robin ryan are both in the comedy field do you feel like it could become so much of kind of a tourist attraction disneyland atmosphere that it does start to wear down even if it is bringing dollars and attention do you that's, feel it feel really like it question. can grind down on like the local community not even necessarily the fans as a as a as someone who sits in the stands, um, I don't get the sense that people feel that, but I do worry that the tide will turn at some point with the ticketing situation. I think there is 
<clears throat> an element of people will become bitter if they think the Yanks are getting the tickets and, and local people aren't. I think that's the only potential. I don't Which think is silly. Too, it yeah. is. I, I completely agree. I'm just saying that's that's the sort of idea I get. The only possible negative is like, oh, look, uh, the Yanks get a ticket, don't they, when they want one? And I, I don't think that's true, but that's the only negativity I've seen that could potentially grow if it's not managed. That's... But at the same time, Personally, I'm a big believer of if you've got a membership and you sign up and you're willing to get on at X o'clock in the morning to get a ticket, yeah. you're just entitled, and you and you yeah. and you queue up for it, you're just as entitled. I I tried to get tickets to go and watch sport in Lisbon uh, in November and failed. You know, if I'd have, if I'd have gone through the right process of getting a membership, of having a tick, a book in history and all that sort of stuff, I'd have been entitled to one. So it it's I don't think it. For, for me personally, it's not an issue. I think that's the only thing that might come up. But I think in terms of coming into the town and being part of the story and being part of the the the, the town growing, I don't think you, you'd you'd be unwelcome at all. Well, I think people love it. It's the money they'd bring into the town as well. You know, the revenue I should say. You know, into the hotels, the restaurants, spending in the town. So I think you know it'll help the whole of the area. I, I agree, and, and I should I should quantify that slightly as well, is that people will also be annoyed at people who... There's a lot of comments like, oh, he was supporting United two years ago for, for, for other yeah, locals. Yeah. I don't <laughs> think it's 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 just international fans. I think it's anybody who's new, there may be a little bit of bitterness towards them getting tickets. We just need locals, to get out of that mentality, don't we? do, we? completely. Yeah, I'm, I'm, so build, I'm, build, I'm building the cop will go some way yeah, towards that's that it. as well. Yeah, that, that's yeah. the key, is building the cop. And when the cop's built... We, we probably will fill out one of the five thousand. It should ease the situation slightly. But yeah. I can't see. Slightly. I, I don't <laughs> think I can't see us filling out an extra five thousand every oh, single week. I think we tickets. We will. I don't know. Mm. It's it's hard. To, that is hard. I think tickets will be a lot more readily available for people. It, it's it's easy to say that now when we've we've got a, yeah. a twenty two and twenty three wins at home. But when we go up to League Two, it might not be that often. And even if we have a really good season in League Two. It's not going to be that good in League One, is it? We're not going to be winning 22 and 23 games in League One, you wouldn't think. So it'd be interesting when when losses start coming in about how, who, locally and internationally, whether that kind of slows down a bit. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, my little tour with Humphrey Kerr, I, well, yeah, I went to the club shop and I saw him across the parking lot and said, Humphrey, it's your fault I'm here. And then he, he waved at me, and, and uh, I walked over, and then he gave us a little tour. But he did say that um, they're trying to find – they're trying to establish on the Wrexham, like, ticketing website the re-ticketing kind of situation yeah. where yeah. you can basically say, like, I'm not going to go to this game. And yeah. they're – he said they haven't worked out the financials exactly, but they you would get your money back or part some kind of um, credit on your season ticket that, and it would go back in the pool and somebody else could buy it. We've, that would go a long way to easing things, I think. We've, we've, got, we've got to be patient, you know. We, we've just come from having two, three thousand fans a week yeah. to now being a global business. You've got to give these ty- things time and we've got, you know, some great people running the club who know what they're doing. We just need to give them time, you know, to get this sorted. You know, we've come from National League to now building a cop. Welsh internationals possibly playing here in the future to people flying in from all around the globe to watch us. We need to give things time. Things, things that build. Rome wasn't built in a day. Not even just to watch us, just to be in Wrexham, a lot of them. You know, majority of them who come in don't have tickets for the games. Yeah. But they just want to be in, in Wrexham, see the football ground, and just get, you know, 
a tour of, of North Wales. When and, I bought and my ticket, I didn't have a, any. And, and that's great for the, the economy of North Wales, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think as well that, you know, the upset about not being able to get tickets is totally understandable, but I think while I'm not diminishing that there will be individual cases and individual matches, which are unfortunate, the bottom line is that we released and sold 6,000 tickets, and we've never averaged 6,000, uh, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. since well, since probably the 70s. 80s or 70s, or the yeah. man, you know. Oh, it, so, I mean, the diehard fans had the opportunity to, buy their tickets. to, to get in there. It is, it, is a really, it is a really tough one, isn't it? I, I, there's going to be some adjusting for locals who are just so used to being able to just walk up to the ground yeah, on the right, day, yeah, yeah, choose yeah, on the yeah. day, ah, do you know what, I've got nothing else on today, I'm going to go up to the race course, or, ooh, I'll make sure I get that shopping yeah. done quickly, I'll go up to the race course. And yeah, very the, true. I think a lot of, it's it's hit a lot of people hard, yeah. doesn't it? They don't think they quite realise. But, but we're no longer <laughs> that, and, and, and it, was, yeah. it wasn't a huge shock. I mean, I remember I was at the club that day when they released the season tickets, and the queue was going around the student flats and out onto Crispin Lane, you know, and it was just just utterly astonishing. But, you know, everybody knew I need to get a season ticket now because this is all going to be different. So, yeah, like I say, I have sympathy often for individual cases, and that's unfortunate, but we have fifteen to 20,000 people once come to games in a 9,000 or 10,000 capacity stadium. Mm -hmm. We have got to be realistic about this as well. (laughs) And I know it's easy for me to say this in a privileged position of being able to get to the games. I accept that as well, you know. I'm going to change the subject now. I'm going to be quite rude. (laughs) I'm going to change the subject. We haven't (laughs) talked about the trophy presentation, and we haven't talked about the glee and and what actually, you know... We we were very very fortunate to um, get on the pitch, weren't we? For what trophy? For <laughs> 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 the game. For the trophy celebration, so they dispersed the pitch. <laughs> oh, did you go on the pitch? Bro? I did go on the pitch, but I was allowed to. Yeah, we were allowed okay. to because we had yeah. bibs. Right, okay, uh, we, <laughs> but they dispersed the crowd, and I got to say, the scenes—it just looked incredible, wasn't it? And Looking at you and the hot take, we just literally had you. Yeah, it was that was hilarious. <laughs> looking back, and hilarious. Got, it was supposed <laughs> to be heartfelt. Oh, <laughs> look heartfelt. at that. I was in tears. See, I, I found it quite funny. I was faking <laughs> it. Be, I was faking it. Got to be honest. But yeah, yeah, we we um <laughs> we got we got on the pitch and we got to see the trophy lift up and close and to see the players get the medals up and close. I'm, I'm not bragging you two guys didn't see it, but it was that. I've got to speak about that because that was pretty cool, wasn't it? Seeing Rob and Ryan celebrate on the pitch. The and, and though we weren't a part of it, it was nice to be... As close up. As close up as you possibly could, wasn't it? Very it was, privileged yet again, weren't we? Yeah, guys? it was very... It was emotional, wasn't it, Mark? It was an emotional... It was brilliant. It was really, really lovely at one point. I remember that we were supposed to be stopping photographers and going where they shouldn't be, and there was a bloke standing right in front of them. Um, but Colin, Colin handled him, and then I saw oh. another one in the distance, and I thought, I'll, I'll, I'll put a shift in, and I went across and said, excuse me, sir, could you go around the barrier? And, uh, and I felt I'd done my job as a steward then. Oh, it was just marvellous, wasn't it? Oh, I've got to say, quick appreciation yeah. uh, seconds for Colin Henrys, because 100%. while everyone else was celebrating, he was running around like a madman, making sure <laughs> chaos didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, big shout out to Colin. He, you know, he's one of the shoving players forward to yeah. get their medals. <laughs> yeah, one of the very, you know, many people that are unsung in this club, and he yeah. works so hard on match days. You know, without him, we wouldn't have had this great commentary 
you know, thing that we've got on team that we've got on. He's noticed that it really works. You know, you know, he knows that it really works, and we, you know, we've built a community. Um, yeah, and all the organisation, yeah. all the organising, they have to do. <laughs> they, um, yeah, Colin Henry uh, shot. And it's got to be said as well. I mean, for weeks it's been utterly insane in terms of the media yes. side of things. Yeah. And that guy has been putting in the hours like you wouldn't believe. He's he's yeah. been working so hard. You know, the signing of Ben Foster yeah. sent things through the roof and from then it's been non stop insanity and he's had to be responding to so many things. And covering the women's game as well. Absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. but hats off to him. He's a, he's a he legend. needs a holiday and he needs a good few beers to chill out with. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. he got his Colin. beers on Saturday. To be yeah, fair, yeah. <laughs> we, we are just about to hit the news in a second. So, so if, quickly, if we are willing just to run just... on. We can all relax this weekend. We got Torquay away. There's going to be no anxiety. We can just sit think, back yeah. and enjoy the. And after after this, we're going to talk about what we're looking forward to next season. If it moves on to the next one. Evenings on Callan FM. Picture a place where it all doesn't hurt, where everything's safe and it doesn't get worse. Oh my, we see through bloodshot. had been the first time I'd caught a bus in ages. I had no idea how much my ticket would cost. But there was no need to worry. I just used my bank card to tap on and off. I only paid for the journeys I made and I'll never pay more than the price of a day ticket. It was so easy. Just remember to tap as you get off. One bus is the only ticket you need throughout North Wales. Speak to your bus driver for more information. Oes geni chi blentyn tair neu bedair oed sy'n dechrau gofal plant cyn hir? Fe allech chi gael gofal plant wedi ei eirianni. Mae cyn i gofal plant Cymru y mae helpu, pan i chi ei angen fwyaf. Gallai'r cyn i ganiatau i chi weithio neu astudio a helpu gyda'ch costau gofal plant. Gan arbed arian am y pethau hanfodol, gyda'r gwasanaeth digidol newydd bydd y broses ymgeisio'n haws nag erioed. Ewch chi llaw.cymru slais cyn i gofal plant heddiw. On your radio, online and on your smart device. Play Calon FM. This is Calon FM. News. The first flight-carrying British nationals has left Sudan, with two more trips to take place overnight. UK citizens are being processed for evacuation at an airfield near water in Khartoum today after an RAF mission was launched during a volatile ceasefire brokered between the warring factions. US President Joe Biden has formally announced his 2024 re-election bid. The announcement of his run for the 2024 election comes four years to the day since he declared his initial run for the White House by promising to heal the soul of the nation amid the turbulent administration of former President Donald Trump. A drug addict has been branded evil after being jailed for life for the brutal murder of his defenceless two-year-old stepdaughter. Kyle Bevan will spend at least 28 years behind bars for the killing of Lola James after inflicting catastrophic head injuries on the toddler during a six-hour attack. Judge Mr Justice Griffith spoke in court today. 
Lola was a very young child, two years and ten months old. She was particularly vulnerable, not being strong enough to resist or old enough to tell anyone what was happening. An emotional Nicola Sturgeon has told reporters at Holyrood she could not have anticipated the events the SNP has faced in the police investigation into its finances in her worst nightmares. The former First Minister appeared in public at the Scottish Parliament today for the first time since her husband and former SNP Chief Executive Peter Murrell was arrested on the 5th of April. And Barbie has launched its first doll with Down syndrome as part of its Barbie Fashionistas line. British model Ellie Goldstein has appeared in a campaign with New Barbie, which encouraged more children to find a doll that represents them. So when I first saw the Barbie, I was like, what the heck? A bit overwhelmed. Let's say, like, thrilled. Really, it my face. <laughs> That's the latest from Radio News Hub. I'm Georgia Collins. Here are the words every timeshare owner will be dreading to hear. Your 2023 timeshare maintenance fees are due. If you own a timeshare, you need to consider whether it's a good investment. MyTimeshareClaim.co.uk has helped thousands of owners who were missold exit their contract and receive compensation. If you bought a timeshare after 5th of January 1999, text TIME to 78900. That's TIME to 78900 to find out more. Callan FM Weather. Wintry showers continuing for the far northeast, frosty in northern areas, increasing cloud further south, light rain and drizzle in parts of the southwest, lows of 2 degrees Celsius. Your city, your station, your voice. Let us know what you want to hear on WhatsApp with the number 01978 540 410. I'm Aaron Hayden and this is Dragon Hearts. Yeah, and that was our <laughs> glorious victory to the League Two, which has been a long time coming, hasn't it? It's been a stressful 15 years, but we've got a lot to look forward to next season and some very, very tasty games indeed. Just for the, the international audience, really, Mark, who aren't really used to promotion, the pro-motion relegation thing, what does that mean for the club? We'll get a lot more money, firstly, because we'll now have a, a bite of the EFL this, deals. 1.4 million, is that something? I'm, or 1.2 million? Um, well, I, I'm not sure million. how much is, you know, over different different elements, you know. Right, so we'll, okay. get, we'll get more money coming into the club from a number of different ways. But the most obvious one is that there'll be a chunk of money from the EFL's TV deal and also a chunk of money from the Premier League's TV deal because that is partly redistributed to the Football League as well. Um, there will be other benefits. We will now, <coughs> be, uh, be, well, I mean, for example, that Wrexham player platform will begin to make money for the club now because that's part of the Football League's platform. Um, so instead of having the situation of National League TV streaming and all the aggravation we had about that, instead that will also be streamed straight onto Wrexham player, which means that it'll, you know, we will be on a different sort of scale in terms of how we can monetize that. Um, and there's lots of other benefits too. Uh, quite frankly, in a very simplistic way, let's be honest, especially when we get that extra 5,000 seats in, although this could rub up against what we were just talking about before the break, you get a lot more away fans. 
Yeah, hell of a lot more away mm-hmm. fans. Some clubs will bring will, will come mob handed. Um, so yeah, yeah from fan. a financial point of view, this is big. Plus, you know, you're, you're looking at a situation where naturally bonuses will be bigger for success. You know, for, I mean, for the club. Uh, we get to skip that awkward preliminary FA Cup rounds, which has yeah. we've come a cropper in sometimes. Um, and so, yeah, it's there's an awful lot of benefits to it. League Cup as well. League Cup, League yeah. Cup yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Papa John's. Papa John's. Papa John. <laughs> I'd love uh, to win the it's Pizza a, Cup. It's a trophy sponsored by Papa yeah. John's. You'll just get free pizza. <laughs> people, people just call it the Pizza Cup, which is yeah, really cool. That's it. <laughs> so, yeah, so, I mean, that's a chance to... I mean, okay, that's not really lucrative unless you get to the, the final, but nonetheless... Yeah. It is lucrative if you get to the final or draw a big team in the semis. The, the, the Papa John's is really interesting because, um, and it was Sean Harvey that, that, that was at the helm of uh, of the rebrand, so I will be careful what I say if you're <laughs> listening, Sean. Love you, mate. Uh, <laughs> it's It had a slightly controversial reorganisation where under-23 teams from, is it the Premier League A and B for mm, the under-20? Yeah. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Premier League 2 or something like yeah. that. So basically teams from higher-up leagues can enter their under-23 teams and a, a, a lot of a lot of um, fans from other clubs don't like that now. Because we're selling tickets like there's no tomorrow, we'll probably sell those games out. But a lot of the clubs, like let's say, um, trying to think of a team, Gillingham, for example, would <laughs> would boycott or mostly boycott going to those games. So that how how that's going to work is going to be interesting, isn't it? How that well that's going to be received. But you could see Wrexham coming across Manchester United. You could see Wrexham coming across uh, Liverpool, Villa, all these other big clubs that that will enter under twenty three teams, and which would be great from a TV it, perspective and for the international audience. Is it still localized as well? So the Premier League regionalized, yeah, yeah, regionalized, north yeah. and south. It's, yes. it's, yeah, so it's regionalised and it's a it's a group stage at first, isn't it? Before knockout rounds. Now, oh, if they pull so, the balls at Shrewsbury Town or something like that, well, that would be. You know, I, I, nice. I don't I don't think there'll be many Shrewsbury fans boycotting that away match if they were coming here to play as all the home match would they? Yeah. they I think it's uh, that competition will essentially have the status that the FA Trophy currently has, won't it? Really, yeah. I think we probably won't well, sell be, out, yeah. but you know, but, but we'll get decent crowds probably simply because it's us um, and. In terms of like I say, being lucrative, it's really when you get to the very late stages that you start making money from it, unless you get a, a particularly eye-catching match. But, but, but I, th- but I think for us, we'll we'll sell it. People can't get tickets, so they'll they'll go. There'll be people who can't. Usually we didn't go. sell out in the trophy, did we, in the early rounds? That's I, I, playing. I, that's not playing the teams that we could be playing in. We could be playing League One side. Yeah, but even so, I think we play play it's like Blackpool or something like that. Yeah. You we know, might, we might not, down. we might not sell out, but we'll be getting seven thousand instead of five thousand, won't we? Like we would for the trophy. Feels I to think. me like another one of my um, fifty thousand pound bets is coming on here. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have a question: uh, Is would uh, that kind of trophy um, be kind of like with the FA Trophy, where you play, you know, players yeah. that don't necessarily? Yeah. Get yeah. time on the pitch as much yeah. and yeah. have them go through. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, what Definitely. essentially tends to happen, you're quite right, is that those sort of games. I think that managers often look at them as an extra sort of strain, and so they may look to rotate players around a bit, and then maybe take it depends on the manager. Take it more seriously when you've got through a few rounds. And, and as Bill said, there's actually a group stage at the start, which is ideal for a manager who doesn't want to risk players to think, well, okay. I can pick a half-strength team in this one and they probably win. And if not, we've got a couple more games to still qualify. So, yeah, I think that's exactly right. Exactly right. And then the League Cup, ironically, 
He's only got to get. Well, the FA Cup, you got to go through two games to get to the stage where the big teams come in, where you can draw a, a huge club and make a heck of a lot of money. But the League Cup, you only have to win one round for some Premier League teams to be coming yeah. in. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a chance there that you could get a big game. Um, the Premier League teams tend to view the League Cup a bit like that until the later stages. But nonetheless, you would if you draw Man United, even though they'll rotate their team a lot, that would still draw in a capacity crowd without question, wouldn't it? But you could you could draw Leeds or Everton or anyone yeah, yeah. anyone in the Premier League. Probably the Championship, you're probably getting a full capacity gra- crowd. Yeah, 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 in that competition. Yeah. Even some in League One, if you're playing yeah. Port, Portsmouth and people like that, there's some really big sides. It's one of those weird things, isn't it, yeah. where <coughs> we wouldn't sell out there because their fans would be not that interested, but we would sell out yeah. if it was here. And then, of course, the other sort of thing that we can't quantify at the moment but is bound to happen is when you are featured live on TV you will get uh, a fee for that um, we will not be on as often as we were this season for the simple reason that you know BT Sports cover quite a lot of games in the National League and they were looking at us in Notts County a lot naturally um, but having said that I bet I bet we're the League 2 team that gets shown the most often live on Sky and we'll be getting fees for that well, as well i got to say watch that spa- the space of that I think We've got to see because I think we're going to get a lot of coverage next year. Because you, you look, look, it's been worldwide. Why wouldn't Sky want to grab a bit of that and try and get as but much televised? To be fair, though, Jay, that is exactly what I just said. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know why no, you're, no, you said, you're you said disagreeing said we, with no, me. You said we're the most featured. We won't be well, featured as much as Championship clubs. Somebody but I reckon we'll be featured on it quite a lot. Yeah, but they, they don't show that they, many they barely show, games, do they? That's they might, they exactly might make an exemption. That's exactly what I was going to say. Exactly they I, may I, make an exemption. Though. I can't remember the last time I saw a League 2 game on Sky, to be honest. There was I, a Forest Green game on a couple of weeks ago. That's League 1. That's League 1, you're right. The way it works is the the National League package their uh, TV rights. So the National League and the National League North and South are packaged together and they're sold to BT. Uh, the EFL who are the Championship, League One and League Two, package their highlights and their, their live games together. And it's in, in the UK, it's Sky that get those games. And but ITV. They, and, ITV. And ITV. Oh. Do, they, do they get they the live highlights. games? They get the highlights, yeah. right, okay. And, and do Quest still get the highlights they as do. well? They do. Quest, yeah, yeah. 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 As well, yeah. yeah. Whatever yeah. that is. Yeah, it's just a random <laughs> yeah. channel. And the usual yeah. show is like, Jeremy Clarkson doing something, doesn't it? <laughs> on the yeah. quest, is it? Oh, depressing. Know. Yeah, well, yeah, very. <laughs> Jeremy Clarkson uh, 10 years ago doing something. <laughs> So, when they have a free window to play those games, Sky usually just put the championship on. It's just going to be it's going to be uh, whoever's in the championship. It was Luton Middlesbrough last year. Yeah, Luton Middlesbrough, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, what tends to happen is the League One and League Two teams get a game on TV when there's an international match uh, window because the yeah. championship and the Premier League are postponed while international games are on because there's enough players from those. Uh, teams that go to play for the international game. So League One teams might get a look in during that period, but tend to, you know, League One and League Two only tend to get games if it's a big derby or there's something riding on on those matches. And no, no one's mentioned the most exciting thing about next season. The most exciting thing about next season is local derbies. Oh, there's a few. Yeah, there is a few coming there's a out. Few. If you can try and get down for either Crew or Tranmere next season. Because and Newport or Newport, because they're the other Welsh, another Welsh side. So it's it's always a weird dynamic when we play Newport, isn't it? Mm. Because it, it was ne- it was never that interesting, really. But it was it was it was a bit of a game, it was a bit of bit of spice to it, should we say? Um, 
but they knocked us out of the in the playoff final in 2013. So I think it's gained a little some, bit more because some of unfinished that. business. Was it, it four yeah. years ago? Knocked us out the FA Cup yeah. as well when we dominated did, yeah. them at Wrexham, but yeah. we couldn't we get played. a goal. Yeah. Um, did they travel in numbers? Not, no, not massive. It numbers. wasn't too. It wasn't. There was seven thousand, I think, there at Wembley when we played them at Wembley, and that was it. Oh, they, that's true. Yeah, they'd finished seventeen points below us in the league, which is so infuriating. I, I do find though, I don't like. I don't like this attendance talk. I don't like attendance talk because if you look at the lower leagues' attendances five years ago, six years ago, for all sides, everyone was attending games, lower league games, less back then. Newport are now bringing more people than they were back then. Lower league football is now getting so much more eyes on it, not just because of us, because people post-pandemic want to go watch their local team and are not bothered about watching. They want to be a part of something live now rather than sitting at home watching TV. So I don't like talking about past and post-attenders because I, I can guarantee you this season Newport are going to fill that away end out and it's going to be quite spicy. It's a £100,000 bet we've got on now. <laughs> you don't think Newport won't fill that away end? No. Uh, Oh, oh, handshake. On that or whatever we shook on before. Tramio definitely will. Oh, yeah, Tramio will, yeah. You, d- you don't think Newport will bring a thousand up to players no. now that we've come up? I think they bring about 12 people. <laughs> <laughs> and at least two of them will have fallen asleep on a bus by mistake. Like two thousand people. No, they're, they're bringing more and more this season. Uh, yeah, no, I, I do see. It depends, I suppose, if, if something's riding on it for either teams. What time of year? If, if that is the kind of game that's moved for Sky to stream, less people are going to come up from Newport, aren't they? Because no, they'll just stay I, I guarantee you Newport will sell out that away end. I, I, the only area in which I agree with you is I'd imagine if I was a Newport fan, I'd want to go to away games more than home games because their home gra- ground is called Rodney, which seems very embarrassing <laughs> to me. <laughs> you know, just ha- for a, a ground to have a well. first name is odd. And I want to be Rodney. Uh, this, I, no offence when Rodney's listening. I feel like coming up to League Two is a bit like that scene on Father Ted when he wins the Golden Cleric and he starts <laughs> making a list for his speech of all the yes. people that are liars, cheats, and then numerous <laughs> swear words. We're, we're, we're making a list of teams. Yeah. They're liars, they're yeah. cheats, yes, they're non attenders, they're rubbish. Yeah. We're going to smash them. We owe you yeah. a good hiding. Yeah. We owe you a good yeah. hiding. Yeah. <laughs> you both robbed us at Wembley and they haven't got any fans, so we'll go after them. Hopefully, MK Dons will get relegated to the league too and that, that will be that will that nobody will likes it we'll fill this huge amount you? of schadenfreude and um, we could renew our hostilities with Stockport from last season mm-hmm. we will hopefully also continue our rivalry with Notts County We've got crew, we've got Tranmere. Could be oh, a, the, 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 could the be angst a, is unstoppable. Could be Angus <laughs> Stanley. It could be more Stanley, possibly. Yeah. Definitely back. Barrow. Oh, what, what, is, what is that table looking like? You, you guys well, care enough. Yeah. This, this feeds right into my question about League, uh, yeah. league Two because, um, you know, for us not as, yeah. as uh, well-educated in the league, um, there's been a lot of talk of like, okay, well, what kind of research is being done on the teams in League Two that we'll be, you know, in competition with? And you guys are throwing out these names, and like, okay, I recognize like one or two of you, you know. Go research all these now. Well, yeah. I, I've got to say, for us as a commentary point of view. I like to usually chat to away fans before games, mm-hmm. and some National League clubs actually hard to even chat to one yeah. or find one. Where Tramier, there's going to be, there's loads. Tramier are a huge club, massive club, crew. They're big clubs. You know, Gillingham, they're, they're, they're really historic clubs in their own rights, aren't they? And it's just going to be so much fun to play in these and beating them, hopefully. Yeah, and if you want to see a bit of evidence of what Jay is saying as well about the sort of the difference in size of clubs, 
um, I write the previews on the club website and some of them, so for example, Yeovil, who have traditionally always been a very big non-league club and then have spent a good, well, 20 years or so in the mm-hmm. league before dropping back down again. Including being in the championship, to be fair yes, to them. Yeah. yeah. Now, they have got some decent coverage in the media and they've got a really good fans blog and podcast. So there was a lot of... So if you, you look at my preview for that, and I wrote loads about Yeovil because I could do so much research. Boreham Woods... I'm not trying to be critical of Boreham Woods, which is unusual. Um, <laughs> but in Boreham Woods, until, well, about this season when they seem to have picked up a little bit, generally would average less than a thousand for their home games, mm-hmm. there is zero media interest in Boreham Woods because the, they're right on the edge of London. There's a lot of football clubs in London. There's a lot of news in London. And it was literally impossible for me to find any current news on Boreham Woods. So if you look how much I write on Boreham Woods compared to what I write about Yeovil, it's it's about sort of three paragraphs because I just I just had to talk about yeah. what the table looks like and what I knew about them because there was nothing. So you won't get that in the football. Well, maybe you will with some of the promoted teams. I know Crawley are coming back down, but, but even the likes of Sutton United have a bit of a following, don't yeah, they? Yeah, oh yeah, fairness, so, yeah. You know, uh, but say next season we'd be playing Bradford. Yes, and that's a good point. Bradford are yeah. a prem- we're a Premier League football club, yeah. and their following's huge, isn't it? They're a proper yeah, eighteen thousand at the home games. So. Yeah, they're a big, big yeah. club. So that's I've, the most exciting part for me. I got my big spreadsheet which shows all like last time we've done this or that, so I can throw useless stats out. <laughs> and until this season, uh, well, until the end of last season, uh, the thing that stood out has been last crowd above five figures, Bradford twelve thousand. You know, so it's because that's just yeah. been sitting there because that's a big club with a big support, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah. Huge city as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just uh, you know, trying to find out, like you know, we talk about Bournemouth having mm. a great defense, and then you know, looking forward to League Two, and it's like, okay, well, what what is you know, is this team playing with the, the high line that's mm. a new term? Yeah, yeah, you know, or you know, people the teams that have you know really good defenses like. Mm. I mean, I know that can be fluid based on you know who's the um, manager and everything, yeah. but uh, it's that kind of, those kind of details of mm. of wanting to know like, oh, what are these League Two games um, where the matches are going to be like? Um, because I don't really know the plays very well, but yeah, I'm really yeah. excited to like learn yeah. them. And so, um, trying to find like, oh, okay, I see why this isn't working, and then we're soft sides mm. constantly, and you know, so. It's it'll be nice to kind of get some of that information on the League Two teams and how they play and what their squads look like to know, you know, from where we're coming from and how we play, how that would match up. I've been thinking over the summer I might do a series of introductions to each club. Although that would really, I would say, have to be more from a historic point of view. What is this club? Is this a big club? Is it not a big club? What's our history with them? More than what they might play like, because some, some teams will have stability, like Wrexham, you, you can already make some comments on us, but other clubs, as you rightly say, won't. And so that might have to wait until the season's got going a little bit so you see what they're actually up to, you know. Yeah, but, um, yeah and you could you could get 10 games in and have a big club, like say if Bradford don't go up, it, 
who sacked their manager after 10 games yeah. and all of a sudden they're playing a completely different style yeah. of football. Yeah. Yeah. You look at Oldham this season, who had a disastrous start of the season, brought in a new manager who turned it around by bringing in, well, essentially he brought in a whole new team and then that didn't quite work and he essentially in January brought in another whole new team <laughs> and that does work. But I mean, they've, they've got about 40 professionals, it's like crazy. Wow. Yeah. You know, but they won't on June the 30th when all the contracts expire, but you know. This is something I've heard. I don't know whether it's true or not, Mark, but you'll know this. Are we restricted to the amount of players we can have in our squad in, in no. League Two? No. We somebody said you were limited to 23, and thought, well, surely that can't be right. There is, there's, there's, there is like some sort of squad limit. You can have as many as you want, but there's, the, there's, like a 22 man squad limit, but that doesn't include keepers and it doesn't include youth players. Yeah. So in theory, you can have as many as you want, but after a certain point, it has to be. Yeah. Ki- People that have come through you, either your youth setup okay. or or are under a certain age or yeah, sorry, I should have said that. Yeah, I, what I meant was like I said that in practical terms, it's not going to trouble us because you have you have a limit, but you have so many exceptions, don't you? That you yeah. can you can deliberately look at and you know you so might like, switch, switch out the third choice player for a youth player, you know that jo- sort of thing. Jordan Davis, Max Kluwer, yeah. Jake Bickerstaff, <laughs> Jake Bickerstaff, yeah. they won't. In- beyond the 22-man squad. And you can have seven substitutions as long as one of them is a youth player. Or, max, or come through it? the youth system. Yeah. 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 It's so, most likely going to be max then. Yeah, yeah. So the, uh, and there's definitely way, ways around it, I think. And it's, I think by the time certain... You know, we don't need to speculate on, yeah. on individuals' futures, but by the time certain players have left and we've sold on whoever... I think our squad's going to be fine for a couple the, of editions. You know, and there's like the FFP thing as well, but the club will all have that all covered. They'll have that all planned. Yeah. It's not It's not for the, us fans to speculate or even worry about that. We've got really good owners who would have planned for this months ago. But yeah, there's a hell of a lot to look forward to as well. Another thing to look forward to is the playoffs, the National League playoffs, and that we are not going to be involved in. <laughs> Quickly, just to finish off the show, who's everyone's picks for that? Picks as in who we want to win or who we think are going to win. Uh, Do both. Okay. Okay. Um, Would you like to start us off? Uh, would it be inappropriate to be a Nats fan only no. for the playoffs? No, I don't. Not at all. Not at all. I mean, they just have so much respect for him, and I think that um, you know, looking at Wrexham and how competitive it's been with Nats for you know, like I have so much respect for them and how yeah. hard they've worked and. You know the two up, two down, and all of the stuff. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's unfortunate. So I, I really want him to win the playoffs. I really want him to win. I'll second that. I, I emotionally, I'm desperate for him to win it because I just think it'd be such an injustice if they didn't. I mean, you know, I'm. You, I look at it from our perspective, and it's like we broke the record for the most points ever in the top six tiers. Actually, I've done a bit of extra research. Um, and yet we still hadn't won the league because they were on. So that was, that was driving me mad. But look at it from their perspective. Mm-hmm. They've got the second highest total of points in history in the top six tiers. And unfortunately for them, they're in the they're in the same season as uh, the sides who got the top of that. And yes, and you're that, exactly and right, Bill. And yeah. that's top. Yeah, yeah, my so, 98 points, Andy Morell top. <laughs> the injustice we felt when we got 98 points and still didn't go up. Well, I don't want Notts County to feel that. I, 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 they absolutely deserve it. And I do think my head <laughs> says they'll go up as well. I know people, you know, naturally, playoffs are one-offs. I know there are difficult teams, as I'm sure you'll say, but, in the playoffs. But the fact is that I really think they're a very efficient unit. I, I, 
I think they'll be. Well, I think they'll do it myself. I, I agree with you. I'd like not to go up, but as we all well know, when we played Newport, we expected to go and win that. And on the day, Newport just clinched it. We we were a better team. We just didn't score. And anything can happen on on on, yeah, on the final yeah. day. But not. I'd like to see definitely go up just for them, keeping it being a two horse race. Otherwise, oh, we'd we'd, well, we'd have won this league months ago. So yeah. uh, well, 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 well. Though what you're saying is really lovely. Nice and very sportsman. Uh, for one, I don't think they'll go up. I think they've they've used too much energy, like we have. Two hundred thousand pounds. No, 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 no. <laughs> My feeling is Chesterfield will go up. Another big club. I feel like there's a lot of emotional energy where they've been so great this season, and it's a lot of the time in playoffs it doesn't really matter how great you've been this season you've got some sort of right of oh well, we've come second and we've had all these points and we've played such good football we're bound to go up it means nothing you know it means I agree absolutely with you. I, nothing I agree I'm just saying not to go up on merit but any one of those clubs could, and, could get promoted and you know at the end of the day I don't care no. I'll think yeah it's great Notts County uh Will will go up, but in my other mind, I'm like they could beat us next season. So I'm really not that bothered. I'm not good. I, I, in fact, I'll be really happy. If, I'll be happy for them if they go up. They're a big traditional club. It's a good away day. But I'll also find it quite funny if they don't. I, I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm similar to Che. I'm, I'm, I'm quite a cynical, vindictive person on the inside sometimes, <laughs> and the and outside and sometimes, is, and the outside sometimes. <laughs> like, like now, when there is a, there is a part of me that would really enjoy seeing them get knocked out in the first round just because the amount of stick that we got when Grimsby knocked yeah, us out. And I know, I know, I know, I know it's not a nice way to be. And I, and in my personal life outside of football, I am not like that, <laughs> but this is sport. And I, I've seen, I've seen a few people talk about, um, about it and saying how not deserve it and all this. They, they've spent a lot of money. And if Woking get into the final, and they, you know, the 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 effort that they've put in this season, and their budget's probably pretty much lower than Notts County or Barnet or Bromley or any of these other teams, it, it doesn't matter how many points you rack up in the season. Everybody knows what the rules are, and you line up, and if you don't come top, you don't you don't go up, yeah. and you have to win the playoffs. And pers- personally, watching the Woking game, I think they'll do yeah, it. They, I think they have the, to the, watch the, the way game, the way they yeah. battered Woking and the way they've. They battered Maidstone and the pressure's not gotten to them at all. I think they're going to walk it, but I, I would find it a little bit funny if they didn't. <laughs> I, 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 I just like the thought of um, having the same like challenge and push yeah. and the drive between the two teams, like what that would look like if both teams are trying to advance to League Two together and maybe having that drive continue forward. I have noticed kind of, you know, there is this seems to be Mostly, well, there's mutual respect for, um, you know, the fans and everything. No, so it no, would be t- cool to see, like, both teams go up and kind of rooting for each other I, I, to yeah, decimate. I, 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 I am, I am oh. being slightly um, slightly facetious, really. They're, Notts County are a huge club who deserve yeah. to go up this season. They've been absolutely amazing. They've pushed us to the wire. They could have easily have gotten a, a draw against us at the race course and then gone on to win the league if, if Ben Foster hadn't saved that penalty. It's fine margins, and, um, and, and they are a fan, absolutely fantastic team to watch. But I, if, if uh, Woking score last-minute goal against them in the playoff final, I'm not going to cry about it. Yeah, that's, probably, that's, oh, no, I think that's, I think that's football. I'm a, I'm, a neutral, <laughs> I'm a neutral. I just want to watch cracking football that we're not involved in yeah. and that we know all the players. It's going to be great. And I'd it's, say Notts County being 
amazing competitors. And if they go up, I'll clap and I'll be buzzing for them. But there's the, there's a horrible side to me, and I sort of think, and I, and I think if they lose, I'll giggle because loads of people giggled at us when we've lost the playoffs. I think I think it's I think it's our dad, uh, you know, being a Villa fan all those years has brought that sort of vindictive, cynical side out as, in, yeah. as you know. Um, maybe no, we're it, just not it's, nice people. Yeah, maybe we're <laughs> <laughs> little from column A, little from, from column B. B. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it will. It, I will yeah. just. Sorry, I've not really got much more else to say. But it would be really nice to watch the playoffs and a not be bitter that we're not in them, yeah, yeah. and b yeah. not be bitter that we've been knocked out of them. It'll just yeah. be good to enjoy the playoffs for to and see not really care who yeah, wins. Yeah, really. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I just think as well with Notts County thing, I, I do respect the argument of they will be serious competitors if they go up and that'll be a strong team in there um, compared to, say, Boreham would go up and I, I, I think they'd be immediately looking to survive rather than challenge for promotion as we would be, yeah. I'm sure. So I do get that, but I'm also not scared of other teams at the moment. Yeah. And if, if I'm frank, as Ryan Reynolds said... Sport is all about storylines. It's all a soap opera, and I, I actually feel the same way. I've been thinking when I thought last year about Stockport that I could imagine us both being up there and scrapping for the League Two promotion, uh, and I could imagine you know it'd be a great you know, the rivalry continues. They become these epic matches. It, it, I, I, I get know. you, but I, I just personally think I'd rather one less really good side. No, I, do, I do appreciate that. I do yeah. get that. Yeah. It, it, would, yeah. it would also be quite poetic if Stockport don't go up in the playoffs this year or don't just don't go up to League yeah. One this year and then the, the title race next year is a free horse race between us, Notts County and, and, yeah, yeah, and I, Stockport, I, I, wouldn't yeah, it? Would it would be, that would be, I, I, it'd be yeah. great for the documentary, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> I genuinely, that's what I'm sort of thinking is that I remember when I was a teenager, Rex were getting promoted in the 90s and around the same time, Stockport and crew did. Uh, and, and and it be, did become this, uh, not nowhere near as intense as what the last couple of years has been, but it did feel like, you know, we were constantly playing them. We keep going up at the same time or roughly the same time, uh, and it became, that the, is, the fact they're all quite local as well, it was great yeah. fun that we'd, we'd always have these four games every season, you know, and it was, it was, it was <laughs> Look enjoyable. at it that way, that, that, that's a cool way to look at yeah. it. I, I was looking at it as you know, a bit of a comedy sort of, Way of looking at, it. I didn't know Notts County going wasn't. up. Well, I, I do, I do <laughs> yeah. get your point. And yeah. in another situation, I would hundred percent agree with you. Of County will be good next year, so if they don't go up, that's good for us. But I just feel like we did come above them this year. We will improve for next year. We will bring in players that will improve this current squad, and so therefore, I, I respect them. I love games against them because it's become a big thing. But I don't fear them. Which is how I used to feel about football teams, yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. My my thought though is like if now Notts County go up, they have pushed us so much yeah. that wouldn't it also make me like push us in League mm. Two yeah. to have that like they'll be playing with the teams. Yeah. They'll be playing under the teams in League Two pushing us but next year. Yeah. Familiarity there <laughs> yeah, no, that seems it, like the Tramiers and the, and the Stockport if they're still there. Uh, really so, yeah. my, my, my take on this is that I think that we will autom- automatically be one of the strongest teams. Yeah, I and think so. that teams might push us. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many. Of, oh, I don't know. I could be proven completely wrong. Yeah. I don't know how many League Two teams current League Two teams will push us as much as County would. Uh, you know. I, I don't. I don't see much to fear 
when I've looked at League Two games. But but yeah. it's just I think the lower sides in League Two aren't just going to roll over like the national side, league sides mm-hmm. do. So we're going to need those three points, not having to play Notts County. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we've just lost a Barrow at home. Oh, we've got to play Notts County away next week. Oh no, that's a tough game. They're going to want to get him back. Four hundred thousand pounds. We're not losing home to Barrow next season. Well, I, I'm not going to put that. It's all, all speculation. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Bat yeah, Barrow and all, you know. It's all right when you've got £400,000 of Disney money, isn't it? Just to throw around in bets. Oh, totally correct, yeah. yeah. We just cover the well, last... I get, I get a bit of CNN money as well now, obviously, now yeah. I'm their favourite sports correspondent. And Sky. We, we Sky. Oh, yeah, Sky News, I was on that. Yeah, course, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much for bringing that. And you're all... Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, so... Can we just cover the Torquay game before we actually go? Because we have got one game left this season. Yeah. Big trip away to Torquay, one of our furthest trips that the fans will make. Sold 1,200 tickets in 10 minutes, mm. I think they sold. <laughs> it could have been a make or, great or make or break game, but this, I mean, it isn't, you know, after last Saturday's result, but there's still thousands of fans going down, even without tickets, it's gonna going for a weekend away. It's going to be some party down oh. there, isn't it? And I'm just looking forward to watching a football game without having several panic attacks. Correct. What sort of team you'll pick? But, eh, that's a bit of, I have no idea. I, I would like yeah. to see a bit of Jordan Davis, you know, yeah. a bit of. But I've got, a, I, I've got a, I've got a feeling, I've got a feeling Mullins going to start and yeah. he's going to aim to get the golden boot. I agree. Yeah, I, you, I do too. Isn't he like super close to um, he's, Langstaff? He's right. free. He's free yeah. behind no. Langstaff, and it, I'd imagine Langstaff won't play in the last Notts County game because he'll be resting him for the playoffs. But isn't he close to uh, tying the, the goal record. for yeah. the club record too? Yeah. Uh, yeah. If he scores, it? I had Tommy Bamford yeah. is the guy from the 20s and 30s who totally dominates our goal-scoring records. Yeah. And, for, for you know, all three years, all my life I've looked at that, his figures and thought, well, you know, that's a different time. Mm-hmm. Nobody would ever challenge this. If Mullen, honestly, it's, it's a hell of an ask, but if he scores a hat-trick in the last game, he will equal Tommy Bamford's. Um, and that, that, I mean, I mean, it's 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 a heck of a lot to ask of a player, but it's not beyond the realms of possibilities. He I scored mean, three already this season. I mean, they're they're fighting for their lives. They needed seven goal swing. Yeah, they're almost they're, certainly they're down. They're relegated. So, is there stuff going to be kicked out of them, or they're going to be yeah. just put up a fight just to keep the contracts? I don't know. I suspect, and I'm not saying this because I'm a pessimist, but I, I think they'll put up a fight, for, even though they probably won't believe they could stay up but simply because they've had really good form and nearly saved themselves. The fans have rallied behind them, and I feel like they'd want to give them something. But having said I, that... I think the players might be a bit hungover yeah, from our side as well. Parkinson's going to want to pick the freshest yeah. players. Well, that's what, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, we may well... Yeah. yeah, it's the chances of having like a... Six-five match, like you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you never know. Yeah, 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 yeah. To be fair, I still fancy the Wrexham squad hungover over Torquay. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And one last shout out for Aaron Hayden. They, yeah, they had a, a little boy today. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. on my birthday as well. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So oh, congratulations! Oh, and happy birthday to our very own Captain Whitchurch. Exactly right. <laughs> I mean, I did say at the start of the show, but obviously you weren't listening. I did as well. It uh, never hurts to say it twice. Well, I don't know. Only if he deserves it. I didn't really do. <laughs> had an early birthday present, didn't he, on Saturday? So that's hey. all that mattered. Yeah. All that mattered. It was a good one. The salmon. That was the salmon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been a really, it's been extended dragon heart, which has been really, really nice. It's been so nice to have you, Sarah mm-hmm. Jane, in the studio. Really a pleasure to meet you. So it's lovely to meet these amazing fans who are traveling across the globe. 
listen to our game if you'd like on Saturday on the well, commentary. If you like, you must. It's a I'm Wrexham player. You can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, if you can't listen to it, just watch us all on Welcome to Wrexham. Uh, but <laughs> but of, of course, there's the, the AAA that's going to be coming out soon, and all this these amazing photos, the the photographers, and everyone's been doing this amazing work. The media team's done. I'd also like to say a shout out to everyone who works at the club, really, because they've made a real big impact. Even in their own even in their own ways, you know, people who clean the toilets, the stewards, the bar staff, yeah, everyone, yeah. you know, they've had such a hard job. We've leveled up so much and they work so hard. They work so tirelessly and the, without them, we wouldn't be able to function as a club and wouldn't be profitable. So the people who work in the shop, the, the cleaners, the people who pick the rubbish up after the games, ground staff. the ground staff, yeah, you know, the, the people who serve the drinks, it's so much hard work and there's a lot of pressure on them because there's a lot of people who want, want, you know, want perfection, you know, really thanks to them, really, because they, they don't get talked about enough. Yes, yeah, it's, it's difficult dealing with thousands of drunk Wrexham fans, isn't it? Uh, you know, on a, on a match day, especially when... Uh, they can't get their pints, and I'm sure there's pl- a lot of choice words said sometimes, and they've had to put up with that uh, th- with that nonsense. So fair play to the to everybody, really. Yeah. So until next week on Dragonheart, this is Dragonheart.